Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast. You've got your host, Sean, and your other host, David, and we're ready to get going today. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. It's been a, a jokers of a week. That was that a That it joke. has. Yeah. That, that, it was, it I was, was trying to find the right as, words. It was about as good as DC's use of the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, hopefully... Mwah, mwah. Um, Hopefully the new Joker movie is not bad. Have you seen the new poster? Um, I did see the poster. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I mean, I it's haven't been seen a the trailer. Busy day, so we will not talk about it in detail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because neither of us has seen it. No, however, um, just as a, a slight DC point, there has it. Like I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier this week, but there's going to be a Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, which means. As you said so eloquently, you can only polish a turd so much and it's still a turd. However, this turd may be actually a movie compared to the Joss Whedon piece of crap that we saw. But we might not ever see it. It all depends on if the studios want to release it. Well, he did confirm that there was one, which I find kind of suspicious, seeing as wasn't he only involved in like three quarters of the movie? Isn't that like majority of a movie then? Yeah, but like... If you're like, I made three quarters of this project that we've submitted for this grade and -and so-and-so did only a quarter of it, I think you would want majority of the credit. Look, all I know is Joss Whedon made the decision to... He wanted to kill Hawkeye and the studio was like, no, let's kill Quicksilver because we want... Ronan in the future. Wait, who's Quicksilver? Um, the well, um, the Maximoff brother from Age of Ultron. I had to watch that movie again. It's 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 an okay movie. It's not one of the best ones. Joss Whedon really. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, good. Avengers one, good. Avengers two, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still love a good Iron Man, Captain America. Avengers 2 is kind of like the Thor 2 of the Thor storyline. No, nothing is as bad as Thor 2. Except it doesn't suck as much. Thor 2 is the equivalent of anything DC. See, Avengers 2, though, was just kind of like bridging between the first one and Endgame. Right? Like, it's just, it's not going to be super great. It's going to be okay. But it's not like that one movie that you're like, you know what? I want to watch that one out of all of them. Kind of like Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. You know, it's part of the series. You, you watch it because you watch have to. it. But yeah, that's the only reason why nobody it, likes like, it. Ultron does set <laughs> up the the conflict a little bit within Civil War, but we will get to our Avengers talk later, um, just because we know it is going to take up a chunk of the show. Um, we do have a few topics that we would love to go over with you guys today. We are going to talk some Google. Um, Stadia, we are going to talk about April Fools, and if you got fooled, I know I didn't, I know David did like three times, no, I'm just kidding, Um, and we are going to talk about our enemies or frenemies in GameStop, so we have a jam-packed show for you guys, we're hoping you're excited, and let's get down to it. And if you're not excited, shame on you, Yeah, because this is the best podcast this side of the San Francisco River. Bay. Bay. 
I don't and the that. river too. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, where's Ty for that? That just that buffer. Yeah. Um, so as anyway. you guys do know, for people who are coming to us from the yeah. past, Ty is taking a, a more co-hosting role for this season. Um, he does have a lot of stuff on his plate. We wish him well, and we hope we can get him in for the Avengers pre-show, which is going to be tight. Yeah, because it's going to be pretty bad if you just talk about Avengers, and I'm just like, wait, who's that? <laughs> what? what are we talking that? about? Wait, Darth Vader that? was in that movie? <laughs> oh, if only. That would make it so much better. <laughs> they own all the properties now. Yeah. All right. Well, Ooh, we'll talk about that let's, too. Let's Fox kick, and Disney. <laughs> kick off with Google's finally trying to get into the home gaming. What is it? Home gaming universe. World. But the they're world? allowing you to do it on any sort of platform whatsoever and have what's considered or will be considered to be a seamless gaming. Um, I'm trying experience. to think of the, yeah experience um <laughs> cross I device i i don't know like essentially the way i'm reading this or looking at this is they're trying to do what steam did years ago with the steam box but, but that was making not it, that was not online though that was just for your in in home networking oh yeah right? don't don't get me wrong i'm just using the comparison for the the kind of tech nah, you got to look at it's more of a on live you remember that? Oh yeah. Exactly. Nobody remembers that. The 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 thing is, like the way I look at it, because like I I've used a Steam Box a few times, and I've thought it's been really cool that you could plug it into your TV, your computer monitor, whatever, pick up an extra box controller, the Steam controller, or some PlayStation controllers, and you could play your favorite games through Steam. But it was like you were getting that console. But you, you were getting the PC experience with a console feel. But you still now, had to have your home desktop computer running Steam. It was essentially just uh, yeah. a remote desktop connection from your computer. Which is where Google's doing it differently. They're having a more of a Netflix type approach where you open the app or the streaming service, and it's supposed to seamless or seamless seamlessly be the gaming experience of your dreams. You should be able to pick up. We'll say Battlefield Five. Google anywhere. doesn't know my dream gaming experience. Or Would it be living they? in the Star Wars? Maybe they know. Um, but but like <laughs> the whole goal, yeah, they probably do know. They probably do. It's it's like Netflix, right? So you you get home, you're like, oh, what am I gonna play? Am I gonna play my Xbox? Nah, let's play Stadia. You turn it on, it just opens up on your TV or your computer or apparently your tablet, and then you just have to pick up the controller and play. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to not have any compression issues, which I, I, I severely doubt. But it's supposed to give you the same quality on your TV as it's going to be on your computer, as it's going to be on your neighbor's computer well, or TV. So if for people who don't know, the reason why it's essentially um, Google is hosting all of the hardware. So it's kind of like PlayStation's... Uh, attempt at PS3 backwards compatibility on the PS4 where you essentially are streaming a video feed from their um, data center that is running the game. Now, with Google, I don't know. Like, they're going to just have... We don't know how many 
concurrent streams they can have going. That's a lot of hardware that they need to be able to just run games in general. If if any company was going to have it, I would argue Google has it. It's probably in 18 warehouses in San Francisco, 42 warehouses and office buildings in Waterloo, yeah. and a bunch just everywhere else. Um, it, it's tough for me to believe in the idea that like you and I could sit here and be like, well, we could play the division two on Xbox tonight. Let's both play. Or we could jump on um, Stadia and play any game that's in their library because we're paying a subscription fee and we're going to have no problem. There's going to be no lag. There's going to be no rubber band issues. There's going to be no waiting five minutes to get into a server. Like, can you imagine some of the bigger battle Royale games that are out there right now? Um, we'll use PUBG as an example because it's more PC based than like a lot, like Fortnite's still out there. Um, it's, what's that called? Apex. I can't even, yeah, Apex Legends. Yeah. So like they're out there, but a lot of their user bases is also console. PUBG is still one of the genuine like PC and then Xbox kind of ones. So let's say you and I want to play PUBG. Are we going to have a better opportunity logging on to our Xboxes where we have dedicated servers to go play PUBG? Do or they are have we going to have dedicated servers though? Well, they have the Xbox servers. That's uh, that's what I'm referring to as dedicated okay. in in this conversation versus myself jumping on, you jumping on, a bunch of our other friends jumping on who all have different consoles but we all have access to this product and it's going to be a seamless experience for everybody it's just going to be perfect there's going to be no issues whatsoever doesn't matter how good your tv is everybody has the same advantage because everybody has the same hardware because it's all coming through a streaming service yeah i I don't know like the advantage is going to be to people who have better internet well see and that's the thing is google says that they have uh their data centers like google has data centers all over the world right so they're going to set up these streaming servers at their worldwide data centers so they already have like google servers are the like the fastest in the world i would assume right like google's like one of the largest data company like uh internet companies or you know it companies in the world so i have no doubt that they don't have the uh the problem with like with data throughput but if you look at the cost of and the limitations to user like consumer home internet that's where the problem is going to be you know if your network is not set up properly and you lose your internet connection well then you've lost your connection to the game um like and not saying that that isn't an issue currently on the playstation or xbox or switch where if you lose your internet you lose your connection to your online game Correct. But I feel like if in those games, if you lose connection or if you have an unstable connection, you, you're not always kicked from the game. Whereas we don't know how that's going to work with uh, the Google Stadia, because if you have an unstable connection or if your connection drops, like uh, I, I know it's not so much a problem now as it was back f- five six seven years ago uh when on on cable internet where there would be network congestion 
with the more people that were on in the neighborhood. So in areas where there's still potentially network congestion, are they going to not be able to have the, like, are they not going to have the same experience as other people who live in an area where they can get, you know, the 300 gigabit connection or something like that. So, and then also how will other users on the home network affect, affect that, right? Like, um, right now, like already like Netflix is a good example of how, um, streaming services can be affected by what other people are doing. And most, uh, modern day home networking devices allow for better, uh, what's it called? Um, Man, I'm having a huge brain fart again. Uh, uh, quality auto packet like the preferences, the, stuff yeah. like that. Anyways, it, it puts priority to streaming. That's what I was trying to say. So, but if someone's like downloading something and trying to stream and you're trying to play this game where th- movies are different, right? Like you can just lower the quality of a stream from... 1080p to 720p and most people won't notice that but you when you're playing something that requires user input and we're not just like talking about like oh i can press a button and then it doesn't matter how long it takes like we're talking like milliseconds of use like difference between from when the user inputs something to when something needs to happen on screen especially if you're playing competitive games like uh doom eternal is supposed to be uh, released as one of the three games that are uh, going to be released on the on the launch. No, so that like is a spray heavy game, though. Right, but there it's still like a fast paced game. Like even Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know, like that has a lot of um, like the attacks. It's not just button mashing. Like you have to attack, parry, dodge, all this stuff, right? And some like later on in the game, if you're not good at being able to do that or if there's like controller lag then you're not going to be able to succeed very well in that game so it'll be interesting to see how that works on just like an everyday person home internet especially for like the lower lower income houses where the people might not necessarily be able to afford buying a playstation 4 or something like that um, but maybe they get a discount or a good price on the streaming service of this. Like we don't know what the price is supposed to be, but I th- I can see it being potentially marketed towards people who don't want to buy a console or can't afford it. But then also these people that not can't necessarily afford a console, are they going to be able to afford a? F- super fast internet connection that might be required to allow like the seamless and high quality gameplay that Google is promoting and, and really trying to push for this. It's interesting to, to kind of navigate your way through as well, because the average user has anywhere from 25 megabytes down to 50 megabytes down, um, as their typical internet usage, um, Especially in the United States. The United States with net neutrality and their their very weird internet speeds and like a lot of people don't have these like these mega things that Canada has with both like gigabit and um, 
like the super fiber optic internet and all that all these like different brands of internet that are all like supposed to be like 900 megabytes down and stuff the average user like for netflix as an example to stream hd you're using five megabytes per second with no upload right your upload is literally your input so it's like a kilobyte a second type of thing nothing too major you're just clicking buttons the average playstation and xbox one use typically 20 megabytes per second you mean megabits yeah what did i say megabytes, megabytes. sorry megabits per second had a very long day i apologize so yeah they're using a a roughly like 20 down and 10 up now i've just seen like i just looked up the the basic usage for stadia and it's sitting at 25 to start this is what they're anticipating 2.5 megabytes per second so in to put this kind of in a, a normal consumer internet home usage i right now have a hundred megabytes 100 megabit connection so for my household where at any given time there could be between two and five people doing something on the internet whether it be playing games listening to music watching movies and stuff like that 100 megabits is just enough so if someone's going to be playing especially a long like uh, for a long time on these games all it takes is for someone who has a 20 megabit connection, they won't be able to play it because that's only two megabytes per second. So you would need to be able to, you would need to have, I would say, unless you're a single user household, at bare minimum, a 50 megabit connection. Yeah, and which is pretty st- like standard when you shop around these days, in Canada anyways. Does Canada still have... Um, bandwidth limits? Uh, no, typically, like, a lot of companies don't charge for overages anymore. It's just you have, like, it slows it right down. Um, due to um, things I should not speak about, obviously, I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but but when you, when you look at it, like, there's packages anywhere from 5 megabytes per second to a gigabit per second. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 5 megabits per second versus... Yeah. No, no. The package would be five megabytes per second. No, it'd be five megabits. Five megabytes is fifty megabits. I got it backwards. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, because it's gigabit, not gigabyte. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like there, there's different packages, but like I know from, um, like to my home, like from my router, uh, or from my modem rather, if I'm wired in, my Xbox hits eight hundred. My computer hits close to seven. My cell phone is in the 600 range. If I'm wireless, like it drops significantly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not even touching the, the the thousand or the gigabit that I should be getting, right? So, like, I mean, a lot of it has to do with what type of connection you have and everything like that. I just, like, the way I'm kind of looking at this system right now, and obviously we don't have a lot of information on it, and hopefully we get more as time goes on. We don't know a lot about it. We know three games that are coming out. We know that there's not going to, like, nobody's really putting their hands up to go exclusive with them. It'll be amazing to find out what franchise goes with them because they paid a ton for it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I would har- guess something like Mass Effect, just yeah. randomly. <laughs> 
they're the the hardware that they're running those is seems to be pretty pretty beefy so let's say everyone has the one gigabit internet connection that's not a problem there's no way that most people would be able to even afford the hardware that this is running but then we also something like this is going to really affect the price like the overall subscription price so it'll be interesting to see what they run it at and if they're actually even making money off of it so they're running a custom intel 86 processor uh which is kind of funny because you th uh, no that's no custom intel 86 processor clocked at 2.7 gigahertz with AVX2, which essentially AVX2 allows for the x86 instruction set to run uh, most commands at 256 bits instead of uh, it's st it still remains 64. to be seen. Like it's just a lot of like it can do a lot of com computations. What is it? C calculations. Anyways. 9.5 megabytes of L2 plus L3 cache, whatever that means. Custom AMD GPU. So 10.7 teraflops. So that's like um. Oh, this computer is going to like, take over the world. That's similar to, but 10.7 teraflops. That's fairly similar to a uh, a modern day like high end graphics card right now. You know that's runs for. Anywhere between like seven and a thousand dollars, depending on where you get it, what you get. Um, Sixteen gigs of RAM shared between the GPU and CPU, so it's like seems to be just a very, very expensive computer. But that, that granted, everybody has have, access to. They're going to have thousands of these, so it's it'll be interesting to see how how it does when it takes off, like when it launches, how much money Google puts into it. And how long before they kill it, like every other project they've ever started except for Gmail? Well, right now it's also going to sit at, yeah, because Google gives up on a lot of stuff. Remember Google Glass? Nobody remembers Google Glass. Google Plus was huge for yeah, like a minute. Google Plus is leaving. Uh, Inbox was uh, a replacement uh, And Google Inbox for... just got updated again. Eh? Like your Google Mail is just... They I don't got, really. I'm they not got rid huge. of Hangouts. They got rid of Google Allo. They got rid of Hangouts though when the Nexus switched to um, the hell's the new one called the Pixel. Yeah, and then then they then they released two new chat things, Google Duo, which was like their um, FaceTime competitor, which apparently they're still supporting it, but I don't know anyone who have, has ever used it. And, no, because you can use WhatsApp for it now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Google does with this. So I'll try it when I get a free trial. Yeah, free trial will run 30 days, and then it'll cost $19.99 per month, or you can get a year for $99.99. So they're really trying to push people to that, um, the $99 one, because really? it's, it's definitely your value, yeah. Where'd you, where'd you read that? On the website that says Google Strata Price. Oh. I must have I mean, this it. was updated as of March 20th from Inverse. Oh. We'll, we'll cite their website. We don't even know them, but cool, cool. Um, it, it does look like 
Um, all major video game vendors sell controllers with varying levels of complexity. Okay, so that's just talking about the controllers. Yeah, it's just talking about what the basic prices are going to be. I'd like... I could get on board if I'm going to pay $99 for something that could fail. I mean, that's more than the cost of one game, but that gives me a year's worth of use. I wouldn't... I wouldn't subscribe for the year until I see that, one, it works as intended. Two, I can use it the way that it's intended. And three, the game library has to be attractive enough. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. There, like, I'm... There, there has to be... There has to be... Oh, uh, someone's calling you. <laughs> there has to be enough games that... I would not otherwise purchase for my PlayStation or my Xbox or my Switch. And that's the big thing is there's so many, like Xbox and Sony, Microsoft and Sony have a lot of sales already regularly for the PS4 and Xbox One. So if I can get a game for uh, on sale for... 10 15 even like $30 and be able to play that for as long as I want then if Google offers the same game but subscription based and I have to pay $100 for the year or 20 bucks a month to play it that doesn't really seem like a very good deal for me per se no you're not but, you're not wrong but then and and that's the thing though it's like if someone can't afford a game console and they're still having to shell out a hundred bucks a year well they could save up some extra money buy a xbox one or a ps4 for 250 when they go on sale and games are like super super cheap right so i don't know like a hundred a hundred bucks is way better than what uh sony's PlayStation Now is and what Game Pass is in Canada. Like Game Pass is a uh, hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm uh, my Game Pass at two dollars a month is almost expired or whatever, whatever I bought it for. Yeah, and um, like those are good values if you can buy it on sale. Like I got it a half price, so I paid sixty bucks for a year, which I think that's a great value because those games. It allows you to play games that you otherwise wouldn't purchase, right? Yeah. Um, but if if Google doesn't have like, they're definitely going to have to have some sort of um, exclusive to set them as, apart from everything else. Because currently, right now, aside from Nintendo, you can get every game on any system for fairly cheap. You know, it's like there's a reason why there's something called a patient gamer. You know, people who wait six months to a year or later or, or more to pick games up. I'm one of them. I won't play Red Dead 2 for like four years. I just got GTA 5. Yo, it's so good, but like it took a lot <laughs> of time. And um, like I won't spoil the game for you. I mean, it's almost in we're allowed to spoil it territory. However... Anybody out there who listens or plays the, uh, not who listens, but who plays these types of games, remember how important it is to save multiple save files. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. You buggered up, didn't you? 
yeah, I made the mistake of playing one clean line, and now there's some things I can't complete because it's just not possible. See, I don't like doing that in games, though. It's like I just want to play through and have one save file and, you know, allow me to make a separate second save file like the Yakuza series does it. When you beat it, you can save a completed save file where you can load that up and finish everything else that you wanted wanted to do. Yeah, it's like there's there's only one or two things that I've really noticed so far. Um the big like you you know that Red Dead 2 is a prequel to 1, correct? This is correct. I do know that. Okay. So, <laughs> you do know that one of the characters in the game moves on to the second game, correct? That is yes, I'm calling him Red. Well, his, his name's John. He's the main character of the first game. Yeah. Red Dead. Yeah, okay. So, Mr. Red Dead so eventually in the game, Mr. Red Dead takes over and you lose Mr. Red Dead 2 stuff. But there's like a, there's um, there's different collectibles you can get throughout the, the land, like legendary animals and hunting and legendary fish. Um, Ty and I were talking about this and the, the thing with the legendary fish is you have to catch them all with Red Dead 2 in order to get invited to the fishing trip. You can't catch them with Red Dead 1 also and get invited to the fishing trip. You can just complete it as you've caught them all mm. and you get the, the the thing for it, but you don't get the final mission. So it's kind of like some you're damned if you do, some you're damned if you don't. And especially, I mean, like, I hate it when they do that where if you don't know this, like, you didn't know this. It's a 70-hour game, man. If you don't like, know fuck. this in advance, then you're like, you screw yourself over. Like, I, I really hate it when games do that, especially, like, certain – it happens a lot in, like, RPGs and stuff like that. Where if you yeah. don't complete a side quest by a certain time, you can never do it again. And now you're stuck with a random quest item in your inventory that you can't ever get rid of. Just mocking you for the next 80 hours of the game. Yeah. But it's the worst, too. Because like when I started really like putting time into Red Dead, I was, I was really focused on... like I, I would... Like in a two hour or three hour session, I would focus two hours on missions. And then like you're traveling by horse. So that takes up a chunk of time. But, like, if you're trying to do, like, little fetch quests or something along the side or trying to increase this, that, or the other thing, great. But you also have to unlock things along the way. And, like, there's some little missions where if you help this guy out, he's going to be nice. And the next time you go to, a, like, a specific gun shop, he might be sitting out front. And he's like, hey, your next purchase is on me type of thing. So, like, there's these little things that I you do. You want handouts. You want to take advantage of some of these items. Because it's, I think it's really important to the development of the game. But you're also, like, if you just go straight through story mode, like, I did a, I did a playthrough where I focused only on the story of Fallout 3, and I didn't do any of the, the background stuff, and I found the game was just drier because I didn't have that extra experience. I didn't have all that extra... Like, I didn't have the extra guns. I didn't have the extra ammunition because I didn't veer off the path. I just went for it. I wasn't stronger. Yeah. So, um, that, that's where we'll kind of leave the, the Google topic right now. Of course, when we get more, we'll obviously talk about more. Um, where I'd like to go next kind of is a, a more fun direction. I think we should uh, explore some of the April Fool's Day jokes that got some people, some that didn't. Um, they don't necessarily have to be video games. Um, I did really like the McDonald's Pickle Burger one. Um when I originally saw the posting, I thought it was actually from March 30th. And I was like, wow, this is a weird thing to post on the 30th. But, man, that would have been kind of good. 
Um, a lot of people were really pissed McDonald's actually bailed on that because a pickle burger would be kind of delicious, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Burger New- King released their, like, meatless burger. I think that's a real thing and because they're, it, they're, and it they're is still a real talking thing. about it. Yeah, they the announced it one. on, like, April Fool's or something, but you could actually go in and buy it, and people did, and it's a regular item, which that was a joke in itself. Releasing yeah, something that seemed it. like a joke. But it wasn't a joke. It's here's like here's April the one thing Fool's about that though. Inception. A and W has done so well with it. I don't see why other companies wouldn't. I think it's gonna be taking the burger chain by storm. I think eventually McDonald's is gonna do it. Wendy's is gonna do it. Uh, McDonald's is gonna do it. What's the other burger place? Oh yeah, Wendy's. You already said Wendy's. I was I just waiting to see if you could come up with another. I one. don't even know any other places. Oh, A and W. No, that they were the first one. Harvey's. That's a. Hey, they make your hamburger a beautiful thing. Do do, do they have Harvey's in the United States? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know any of our them. any of our American listeners. Uh, shoot us a message and let us know if you have ever seen a Harvey's. They have way better burger chains in the states. They have In and Out. Oh, yeah. oh, they have um, sh- what is it? Uh, Shake Shack. They do have Shake Shack, yes. Yeah. Um, where where I, I thought there were, like, we posted one of our favorite by far, April Fool's jokes, was um, it said 343 Studios had sold the rights to Halo to Nintendo. And there was going to be a Nintendo bundle for Halo. Can you or imagine? Or a Switch bundle. Like, how, how stupid would Microsoft have to be <laughs> to literally give up the game that made them a home console name? They'd be pretty stupid, but like, like if you look at a company like Nintendo, they gave up Rareware and Rareware had some of their biggest titles. That's true. And Nintendo's like never been the biggest same biggest titles. Oh, it, Nintendo is still recovering from those yeah. losses from the 64 days so i'm not like a huge halo fan like i i have the games they're on my list of things i want to play through but just never gotten to it um but i would i i liked the look of that mock-up switch the the military green joy cons were gorgeous and i think that's like the big thing is like it's it's not a so all of the nintendo switch bundles are like super bright and flashy, except for just the gray Joy-Con. Why? Why is it so bad to have some like dark colored, muted themes? Well, the blue and pink was like with the console, right? Like the neon one, yeah. But they're still yeah. very like bright. The neon ones were for Splatoon, were they not? Like that was that the was like neon shtick. pink and oh neon pink and neon green. But and then, then yeah, like oh. there's the blue and red pokemon sword and shield are gonna have like a purple one and uh i can't remember the other color blue probably shade of blue yeah they they like to work with their blues and their pinks yeah they probably just have an abundance of blue and red slash pink <laughs> just dye, dye packs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey what are you doing right now i'm i'm inventorying the purple all right yeah. let's take a look see what we can blend yeah do they have any of that see-through like that transparent n64 purple left because yeah could you imagine a transparent switch that would be amazing people oh, have done it the green but... one 
Oh. Donkey Kong Green. Yeah. Yeah, the Donkey Kong Green. See, Rareware, another, another huge yeah. game. Yeah. Um, IGN had a pretty good April Fools. They, I would say they, they it was did the best was, one I saw. I would say it was like yeah, one of the best done ones, especially for gaming. They uh, they did their own Nintendo Direct. And it's kind of funny and sad at the same time because it literally would make Nintendo billions of dollars if they did that. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, spoiler alert, it's April 3rd when we're recording this. So if you haven't seen this by now, then I don't care. We're actually uh, going to go through it with you guys because I think that's a, that's a, it's a really – oh, it was so good. So they did uh, everything on Nintendo Switch. And so, like when you f- when you click on the the link and like the YouTube video, it literally it looks exactly like uh, Nintendo Direct, and you think, okay, everything on Nintendo Switch, they're just going to announce everything that's coming out on Nintendo Switch, like they always do. But no, literally, it is everything is on Nintendo Switch. You know, so it starts off with Legend of Zelda, which that would I would buy that on the Switch again. Like I would buy that again for like the nineteenth time. That was the, like, so when that one came out, like the first one, that when they showed the Arc Reign of Time, I, I was watching it. I didn't realize right away that it was um, an April Fool's because I didn't, I just clicked on the link. I was like, oh, Nintendo Direct, I should probably look at this, you know, in the, the thing that we do on a regular basis, I should probably be a little bit aware. So I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my God. Ocarina of Time. I mean, I already have three copies of this. What's one more copy? That's the fourth. And then it was like, I think the next one that was, uh, was it Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask, or it was like those two games in reverse order. But either way, it was Majora's Mask. I'm like, okay, like they're releasing two of like what is considered the, the best, uh, the best Zelda games. Yeah. Which uh, I, I just buy. I just linked you so we can actually follow along together with it. Yeah. Um, because the games do get increasingly it's the first part of this thing is increasingly frustrating because you're just watching it and you're like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um so but I'm see, at the so the first one though, when I saw that, I was like, Okay, this is uh this is way too pixelated to be an N sixty four and it, it's it, it, that like kind of stood out to me, and I was like, I think this is um, the uh, and the edited the th- like the logo 3D, looked really the good. Three D S one, yeah, they did a good job with that. Yeah, it was uh, if you check your notes, I'm at one ten. Um, but that that's like this is where it was like okay, it was believable. So the first game was very believable. You're, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, my God, Epona, the Goron. Oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they show that, like, that iconic, oh, we're going to pan out and look at the Switch. And the Switch looks a little off. Yeah, it looks Not- very cartoony, like someone just made it instead of them using, like, an official Nintendo yeah. Switch. And then it's, like, available winter 2019. And you're just like, okay. That's Shit believable. just got real. Nintendo yeah, like, th- would totally this- do that. The, and can you imagine the the Nintendo executives right now sitting there going like, fuck, we were doing this at E3. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like really pissed. And then the guy, 
Um, I can't remember who they said they used, but it was a name I didn't recognize. It was just like some guy. That he snaps his fingers. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, here comes Wind Waker. And, and people were just, because rumors broke a few days ago, people were like, all right, this one's real too. It's weird that they would release both Zelda games, but I think this is kind of cool. And then they like they pan back out to the um, the Switch, and you're like, you know what, this looks pretty cool on Switch. So far, I'm down. Like there, it's it's hard to doubt it. And it says available winter 2019, and you're just like, fuck yeah, here we go. I can't believe this. This is amazing. I'm gonna get two of the best games I ever played while I was a kid. On my Switch, and it's probably going to cost me, like, nothing. Then he's like, hey, man, we got more stuff. Snaps his fingers. Then he shows off in rapid succession. Majora's Mask, uh, Skyward Sword, uh, Twilight Princess. If they did a re-release of Skyward Sword on the Switch, I would buy that. Because that was the one, like, I have it, but it just looks horrible on a 55-inch TV. Because that came out on the Wii and it doesn't upscale and it was just a standard def game oh the, the poor Wii it, it just put it out of its misery um yeah, then they show off like life left. a link to the past a link between worlds oracle ages oracle of seasons and i'm watching this and i'm like okay this can't be real anymore they're not releasing the, the entire fan, like literally the entire oh so where i was like okay nintendo's like going crazy on this one see seasons and ages i I was like okay maybe if it was part of the um like that new nintendo online stuff that they're really Mm -hmm. trying to push out then i saw link's crossbow training and then that's when i was like uh yeah that's that this is totally a a huge joke yeah spirit tracks crossbow training (laughs) the wand of gamelon the faces of evil or the yeah the faces of evil and he was like okay here's what else is going on and then, like, this is 2.50 in. So he's like, yeah, we've got some more stuff to talk about. And then he just smiles funny and snaps. Yeah. He's like, Super Mario 64. Like, okay, fuck you. Metroid Prime, the trilogy. Half-Life 2. Grand Theft Auto 5. And now you're just like, okay, it's fully a joke. If it wasn't a joke with some of the fake Zelda titles... It's now fully a joke with Grand Theft Auto Five. Portal Two, I, like, and the thing is, is like, I could see these games being on here. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be on the Switch. Metal Gear, possibly not. Arkham City, okay. Red Dead Two, not a chance. Um, the Witcher Three, probably. Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, Fallout. <laughs> Fallout Three, Overwatch, Super Mario World is coming to it anyways. So, like, that one's not a surprise because that's a Super NES title that's eventually mm-hmm. coming to the Switch. That's found in code. Let's be two 50-cent bulletproof big rigs. Oh, <laughs> 19, was this, the 1993. What is that? The, I'm at Fallout 76. The, Which the one? Where are you right ver- I'm at 335. All right. The 1993 <laughs> version of the Super Mario Bros. movie. Honestly, if they were to release that on the Switch as like the one and only movie movie, I would buy that just because it's so good yet so bad. Fallout seventy six and Fallout seventy seven, Fallout seventy eight, the two thousand and sixteen edition, Anthem, Episode two, Attack of the Clones, and he's just furiously snapping at this point. He's like, "This is coming." Clay Fighter, Donkey Kong, Nintendo Switch Simulator, Xbox One S and X. 
this reminds me of do you remember probably about 10 minutes or 10 minutes <laughs> do you remember 10 minutes ago not really actually <laughs> ten, 10 years ago um oh they had facebook game of the year edition uh the when ign released the legend of zelda movie trailer mm-hmm. as their like every once in a while they go just ham on nintendo comcast inter- customer service the pokemon jumpsuit simulator optimus prime and titanfall dlc trailer ign 2014 i mean this was a pretty good april fools for a lot of gamers um there was one that oh i can't remember who posted it but it was just like um all these games will no longer be allowed on twitch it was like fortnite um division two and there it was like league of legends like somebody bought all the rights to it and it'll be available only on a new twitch like a streaming service but there was no sources to it and people were freaking out in the comments like just read the damn article man like obviously like some company would have to pay billions of dollars billions to take one of twitch's highest revenue products i mean they could rightfully do it they could be like fortnite's no longer available on twitch Sorry about your luck, Disney but Epic Games it. is going to be the only people who can do that, right? No, Disney. Disney buys the rights to Fortnite and puts it on their streaming service. That would that would be the only way to get people to. I, I'm sign actually up for, for that. Streams. That is amazing. <laughs> that is a great idea. Get it, <laughs> David. Call your secretary. Get her on. Get us on the phone with Disney. We've got a bigger idea than Transformers and Fast and the Furious. Hello, Walt. I have an offer you cannot refuse. Hey, so you know how the Avengers are ending soon? I've got a better idea for your streaming service. Live gaming, but you only buy one game. You buy Fortnite. Mario teaches typing. (laughs) Mario Super Paint. So good. Um, Do you remember any other ones that were like... um... I don't know who did it or who done it. Uh, There was a... Splatoon, Splatoon Island, Island, yeah. Splatoon Island Adventure or something like that, and it was a, that was a really that wasn't done by Nintendo. It was done by a group of people, um. But that was really well done. It was like when the kids are playing, the adults go and play or something. And that that is kind of weird, but it looked like it was a mobile game, where you could just do various outdoor activities and stuff like that and it actually looked like like it would be fun i'm watching this and like i know it's a joke but it's kind of sad that it's not a real thing because they've always said jokes aren't meant to be hurtful but often someone is hurt usually when it comes to things that would come out on a nintendo system every year i mean I Do you would, think that's where Nintendo gets their ideas for stuff? You're like, instead of doing like market research on what people want, we'll just, you know, maybe they paid IGN to make that video. <laughs> and then their reactions to like, oh my God, like, oh, well, uh, based off of the YouTube comments on our uh, IGN Nintendo Direct video that we paid a billion dollars for, People really want Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Switch. And then Shio Miyamoto or whatever, however you say his name, 
he's like, okay, uh, we'll just delay that another 10 years. <laughs> just to be an <laughs> Just to piss people See, off. Here's the thing. Nintendo won't listen. And I say that with the biggest fear. Nintendo won't lose? No, listen. Like, oh, look listen. at what they're doing right now. Look at some of their biggest games that are available on the Switch right now. Their ports, their continuations, and their remakes. Like, you have the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was literally re-released. You have Mario Kart, which is still selling like crazy. You have Mario Party, which is just an extension of a game. You have Super Smash Brothers. You have Mario or um, Super Mario World Deluxe U. Or Super Mario Bros. Deluxe U. Yeah. Now, which is going to have the DLC of Super Luigi Bros, I think, or it's already included yeah, in the game. Yeah, it's included. But, okay, so here's the thing with that stuff, though, is that they've already spent the time and money in developing the games, and if it's not too difficult to port them over to the Switch architecture, the, the Wii U, everyone knows that the Wii U was, is considered a failure. So there's But it this, had so much promise. Right, but there's all of these games that millions of people have never played. So although we're saying that, oh, yeah, they just have a lot of ports and re-releases of stuff like that, these are games that a lot of people have never played before. And a lot of the times with these these games, they are adding features or adding things to it that weren't in the original or including, like, the DLC stuff for free, like Mario Kart, for example. So... I have no problem buying some of these games over again, like Mario Kart, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, all of that stuff. Because, one, I know that my Switch is going to have way more playtime than my Wii U ever ever did. And it's just a more accessible system. I know more people with it, so I can play Mario Party with my friends or Mario Kart or Splatoon 2, you know, things like that. From a financial perspective, it's smart for Nintendo to be re-releasing these games because, yeah, they've already made money on these games and they're not selling them anymore on the Wii U, but they can re-release them and sell them again at full price. And, oh, what's that I hear? Nintendo's bank manager calling saying that they don't have enough space for all of the money that they're making you it's tough like i i i I want to agree with you fully but i also think they have to start spending some time giving people what they want like you know as well as i do the only reason the 64 classic didn't come out is because they're probably producing it but they have to produce more because what what was the shortfall for the Nintendo Classic? Supply and demand. Like, yeah. I know, like, I never got one. I wasn't going to pay $200 for a $99 console or a $79 console. That wasn't going to happen. The Super Nintendo, you and I ran across the street to get the final pre- one of the final pre-orders. Yeah. So, and, like, I use my Super Nintendo quite often. Right now, it's just packed up. I'm not using it. It's, I don't have anywhere to plug it in. But I don't want it to get damaged. So, I just have it kind of, like, put away. Mm-hmm. And you still have to hack it. Like, they're, they're doing one of two things with the, Super, or the Nintendo 64 Classic or Mini or whatever. 
they're either A, making it hack-proof, so you're getting 20 games and that's it, or B, they've already got production for it, they've already got the architecture for it, and they're negotiating with our friends at Rare, being like, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, GoldenEye, Donkey Kong Country 64, how much is this going to cost to let us use this content again? No, oh, it would be Microsoft that they would deal would have to deal with. Well, yeah, but like the like Rare still owns the product, right? And micro like See, maybe there's a little show of faith because Microsoft or Xbox Live is coming to the Switch. Maybe there's going to be like a little tit for tat. And everyone loves tats. Yeah. So like maybe that's something that's going on, but like you know as well as I do if you're only given 20 games and the, the console will probably be open source because that's how Nintendo knows they're going to make all of their money because people, they're going to be like, okay, we did our part. We gave you the console. You guys are going to buy hundreds of millions of them or maybe hundreds of thousands of them. That sounds a little bit more realistic. Um, and we're just going to like wipe our hands when it's done. We're just going to do a limited run. If you don't get one too bad. And people are going to just crack the source code because it's not going to go online, so nobody really cares. But you have to think the roadblock or one of the roadblocks in the way is the fact that some of the biggest games, and I just listed four of them, some of the biggest games that were ever on the 64 and that you remember playing in your friend's basements or in your own basement for that matter, don't belong to them anymore. And that's the difference between the Super Nintendo, the regular or mm. the the standard Nintendo, even the GameCube. The biggest thing is four what, what would you say in total? Four to eight games or IPs yeah. don't even belong to them. Like that everybody would want on that console. It would essentially be like a Mario Party, Mario World Zelda machine. But then not only not only on a, a game kind of licensing uh, meth or whatever issue. Um, just the fact that the controller itself would be bigger than the console is another that, thing, right? That's also true. Like you're spending a lot of money on, well, you're not spending that much, but like how would you do it? Cause you want that iconic like you wouldn't be able to deal. necessarily make the N64 controller any smaller but with the NES and SNES classic those controllers already are f- fairly small they were still larger than like the the SNES one was the same size as the console or larger right but it is still like the same like just the physical size of the controller is small in comparison to what the N64 controller is you're so, right it's not as portable so there's also going to be increased manufacturing costs. And it's not just, you know, four buttons and then a, a D-pad. There's joysticks and stuff like that. So, like, there's added manufacturing costs for the controllers itself. So even if Nintendo could get the license for all of their, you know, big sellers that everyone wants, like the Golden Eyes, Perfect Darts, Banjo-Kazooie's, all that stuff, then there's going to be the additional problem of manufacturing costs for the console because I don't think they could sell it for more than you know 120 bucks. 
Yeah, and you know, you're going to also have like people who want the wireless controller. So maybe they're they're selling some licensing to third parties. Like you you have yeah. to think it's 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 been 2 years. See, they're Sony, not they're not going to go to a micro GameCube. Although Sony, that would be legit. Yeah, that would be amazing. The GameCube was already fairly micro already. Can you just imagine if they just were like, "Oh, you know what? We're just going to re-release the GameCube with HDMI." <sighs> yeah, but then like the the supply and demand for games would be insanity. That'd like be it would have to be digital. Yeah. Um Sony had the opportunity to completely blow away the NES and SNES minis. And they choked with that piece of shit PS1. It was crap. Not only did they have just all the PAL versions of games, so they didn't run very well in North America. They didn't release a DualShock controller, which is fine. You know, the original PlayStation didn't have the DualShock, the joysticks. But a lot of the later games utilize that. Some of the best games on the PlayStation utilize the, the joysticks. But then they also, the selection of games that they had was just kind of like, what were they thinking? Like, yeah, okay, they put some big ones like Final Fantasy VII on there. And, you know, there's a, a ton of people that would buy it just for that. But considering you can buy Final Fantasy VII on literally every single thing that has a screen, that's not really a big selling point for the PlayStation Classic. Um and then they just like picks like some random games like oh and these are like all old games that you know aren't really that that great like okay they they had a few like Metal Gear Solid Wild Arms but then you have like Intel IQ Intelligent Cube Destruction Derby you know R- Resident Evil okay yeah that started a whole amazing series but have you actually played Resident Evil one recently? No. That game has not held up at all. Like, the tank controls are frustrating as hell right now in 2019. Uh, so, like, they just they just really missed they the boat the ball. on that one. Yeah, dropped the ball. And, you know, it, apparently it's, like, super easy to hack because the controller ports are just, they're just USB-A. Like, they're just full-size USB ports. So they they were lazy with the emulator because you can do like a a controller like a button uh combination and load up the emulator backend menu. And and now you can literally copy uh put a USB drive in the second controller port and play PlayStation 1 ROMs off of that. With relative ease. But it's still not like but it's still not worth it because there's no dual shock controller. Now granted, with it being a USB input, I'm sure there's some way to get a third party uh PlayStation styled controller to work with it. Yeah, but like as gamers, we're always going to be greedy. Like for for a community, we always want more. <laughs> that this is true. It, it's it's so bad because like the PS One Mini came out and people were like, "Fuck yeah, PS Two is coming next." I think the underrated one that's flown under the radar here, 
is the Genesis Mini that's just been announced. Like, they've, they're releasing it with 40 games. I mean, I didn't play a lot of Genesis when I was a kid. Genesis, to me, was Sonic, 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 Sonic. But they released it with 10 games. Another 30 are going to be announced. It's probably going to be hackable because people... I think the developers can appreciate what the community wants to do with them. Mm-hmm. They're not sitting there going like, oh, there's a lot of hard work put into this. There isn't. They've they've just dumbed down the hardware and they've uploaded stuff to the hardware. That's it. That's all they're really doing. Like the Super, Na- the Super Nintendo is literally just an emulator to begin with. So, I mean... As much as I don't want to discount the hard work of the individuals who are spending the time developing this product, it's really, they're sitting in a boardroom and they're like, okay, so 64 mini? All right, 64 mini. So let's get the games that we need. We'll just digitize them because they're all saved. They have to be saved on some sort of hard drive because they were uploaded to Ribbon and put on cartridges. Mm -hmm. So... All they're, all they're doing is compressing it and shooting it out there. And as you and I both know, pretty much any game made before the PlayStation 2 is readily available in ROM formation. Like, it's only a matter of time before, and like, I've seen the fake versions of it, but there's only a matter of time before Nintendo releases like a, a Game Boy, not Game Boy <laughs> Mini. Game Boy Mini? They've already done that. But like a, a Game Boy with 50 preloaded games. And people are going to be like, fuck, Pokemon Red and Blue are here, but not Yellow? Jesus. You, and then somebody's going to upload to it. Can you imagine how much money Nintendo would make if they just released like a Game Boy color Pokemon. that <laughs> only had Pokemon like first gen through whatever the last gen on the like four or five on so you'd get, Game Boy Color? Well, you'd have to go all the way to Advance to make that work, but it would take you all the way to Gold and Silver. Oh, and then you had um, Pearl, uh, Fire Red, and Leaf Green. So there's like seven games there, maybe a little bit more. You'd have Red, Blue, Yellow, Silver, Gold, Pearl, Ruby, Sapphire, um and then leaf green and fire red is that right do i got them all uh yeah something like that because black and white would have been on ds which would have been the other cartridge yeah black and white were yeah ds i think black and white was like the first was that the first ds one or the last ds one i don't know no because they also came out with or no that was 3ds that came out with um Omega Ruby and Alpha yeah, Sapphire. Yeah, they, they had like Soul Silver and um, Heart Gold on DS, but I don't recall if that was like because that's a remake of Silver and Gold. Yeah, that was. They uh, came with the Pokemon Walkers. Yeah. So like, there's there, man. The potential there would be endless. Nintendo like, has <laughs> so many options to print more money, but also we aren't on the development end of things. We don't know so much that goes into actually developing these games, this hardware, getting the licenses for this, all that stuff. So the ultimate, we just have to be happy with what we get. Yeah. The ultimate truth of it is Nintendo isn't going to be in a recession anytime soon. So don't hold your breath. It's not happening. 
we'll probably see our Ocarina of Time for Switch. Yeah, we'll probably see we'll probably see the long-awaited Ocarina of Time for Switch. That's what's going to happen at E3. We will do our E3 predictions in in May when we know a little bit more. Um, we will make our guesses. It is widely assumed that some 64 content is coming to the Switch one way or another. We just got to find out when. For the low, low price of buying it all over again. I don't think so. I think it's going to be, they're going to, I think you'll see an announcement where their online service, like right now it's what, $18 for the year and you can share it with like five people. That's like the family one for, and it's like 20, it's like 50 bucks a year or something like that for, or no, 30 bucks a year for up to eight people for the family one. Yeah. So the price is going to get bigger and you're, you'll, I, I would confidently guess that there will be a Super Nintendo added to it this summer but you might also see some 64 stuff come up in virtual console i think it will be there will be outrage if nintendo increases the price of their online membership because right now <laughs> they're no they chat give, online they give like nothing i was playing a game yesterday on switch i was just playing uh there's a new one that came out uh istanbul digital edition it's like a a, a board game based off of one of the top 100 board games on on of all time uh, great game has online multiplayer, awesome. But you know what sucks? That there's no like voice chat or anything. There's a there's like a text chat, but it's so slow and cumbersome using the on-screen keyboard that it's just like, man, I'm playing this board game, which is like supposed to be a social thing, and I'm just sitting in my basement waiting for them to go while I browse Reddit. Yeah. Well, um, just to close that that conversation off because i think it's going to be something that we will discuss a lot more going into june um i mean the source code has been found people know what's coming the super nest is the next free item on that nintendo online with like it's widely known it's just when they're going to talk about it publicly um i got a question for you and i need your honest opinion i'm always honest with you do you have 59 hours to spare well um yes i have 129,600 minutes yeah but that's not 59 hours oh that's all i got so 59 hours is a work week and a half 59 hours is a lot of time 59 hours is the exact amount of time you would need to complete all 23 Marvel movies. And if in you have 59 hours and 69.99 and live in the city of Toronto or surrounding area, you can essentially pay $70 <laughs> for 2 days worth of rent at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that's a great deal for How many movies oh. is that? 22 movies? That's a great deal. No, for it those finishes movies. with Endgame, so that'll be 23, won't it? 23 movies. So like so back uh, two years ago, I went to the Star Wars Marathon, and that was eight movies, and that was 60 or 70 bucks. So this is an even 22. better deal. That's $3 per movie. That's way cheaper than Cheap Tuesday. Yeah, and now... Are you going to get bed sores from sitting on your ass for 59 hours? Oh, your yes. ass would hurt Absolutely. so much. It's a great experience. It's like if 
Well, I don't know what 59 hours would be. I only spent 24 hours in that theater. And, uh, you know, it's it's not fun, but it is at the same time. I mean, yeah, you get to cheer with people. You and like, the, I can tell pro- you the cheering s- s- gets quieter and quieter until, until the like, last movie. <laughs> the last movie. I can just imagine, like, the last movie. It'll just be, uh... Well, from what I can gather... Like you would, could you imagine having D box seats for fifty nine hours straight? <laughs> Your legs would be jello. Yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't have any issue with blood flow though. Like your heart could stop, and it would just be like vibrating <laughs> the blood but through your body. You, you wouldn't want to eat in those chairs. So, I'm I'm going to assume that they're going to do it in like the same theater that they did the Star Wars marathon, which isn't one of their main theaters. It's a it's a it's. A fairly large theater, but it's... It's one that can be hosed out. Yeah. So, back when I went to the Stars Marathon, they had the reclining chairs, but they're like the old reclining chairs. I don't know if uh, you've ever been to theaters with like the new one. If like you get stuck on an old one, you're that, just miserable. The leather seats that like have... It's like the Lazy Boy recliners that a lot of them are switching to. Yeah. So, like the theaters where I, where I am, that's what all the, the seats are, like the lazy boy reclining style which you know what i would totally go see uh 33 movie marathon if those were the seats i don't know if uh scotia bank theater in toronto where they're hosting this if they have updated their seats because they were like the old recliners where the seat still flips up like every other theater but the the seat back reclines a little bit like to like 10 or 12 degrees maybe you know it's all right for one movie but watching eight movies in a row sitting in there one you don't have the leg room so by the end of it and i'm a fairly like averagely tall guy yeah we'll say that uh i I said average uh my knees were killing just because i didn't have any space to just stretch my legs out you know you had like maybe five ten minutes in between movies to kind of walk around and stuff like that but if you're there to watch the movies you're you're sitting with your knees bent the whole time and anyone that works a desk job knows that you know sitting in one spot you know it's not putting weight on your knees but just that not moving does really affect them and I could not imagine doing that for for 29, oh, no, sorry, for uh, 59, 59 hours. 59 hours, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. I would, if, if I had the time, I would totally do the go to the Marvel Marathon. I think that'd be cool because, you know, you could go in and out if you want. You don't have to see all the movies, but. Well, that 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 asks a question then. Um, I want to go through the list of movies with you because I think it's a great idea to do such a such a thing. And I want to know which ones you'd sit on or like you'd watch, which ones you'd sleep through, and which ones you would maybe take a, a lunch break. Um, the sleepy ones, you can just say you snap them out like Thanos snapped Spider-Man's body away. Sound good? Yep. Cool. So we'll start in chronological order. I think that's going to be... I, w- I would hope that they do it that way and they don't do it in movie release because... Well, they played the Star Wars movies in chronological order. 
That's fair. So, here we go. First movie on the list would be Captain America, the first Avenger. I would obviously watch this because I'd be fucking pumped. Yeah, everyone would watch the first movie. They could play Thor 2 first, and everyone would watch it. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> All right, so we you, you would watch. Yes, yes. All yeah. right. Captain Reluctant- Marvel would be next. Reluctantly. Everyone knows how how much I hate Captain America. It's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, he loves his Bucky, though. Yeah. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, Captain Marvel. I've never seen it, so... You would definitely be watching. I, I would watch it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, definitely watch, definitely watch. Now... Um, the what many believe is the film that started it all. Well, it is technically Iron the film Man. that started it all. Iron Man. I Definitely would totally watch it because Iron Man is the primo superhero. I'm, I'm six hours in. I'm feeling good. I could probably make it through this one without a problem. Yeah, your your eyes are getting a little sore just from like the, the light, but n- nothing too serious. Iron Man 2. I would watch it. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch every Iron Man. I'm an Iron Man guy. Where's Iron Man four in this series? <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk. This is where I'm deciding: Do I want to sleep or do I want to eat? This is the uh, Andrew Norton one or whatever his name is. Edward Norton. Ed- Edward Norton one. I would watch this only because I haven't seen it in a very long time. And it's not a horrible movie. See, I, I think you're making a mistake. And I'll explain to you why. The next movie is Thor. I you would have sleep a, through that one. You have a four-hour window here where you could get a, a serious nap and a small snack in. Nah, because... I, I would still watch, I would still watch uh, Hulk. Okay. Knowing okay. that Thor okay. is next. Uh, I would say not watch. Um, and then Thor, the first Thor was boring as hell. I, I am on a not watch for that one as well. Yeah. Nothing against Chris Hemsworth. Just your movie sucked. <laughs> the next one, Avengers 1. See, I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed. I had a nice little nap. I just watched eight hours of, or eight and a half hours of movies. Closer to nine. Took a four hour break. I'm back on the hind for Avengers. Which one is Avengers 1? That's the one where they go into outer space, right? Well, or like yeah. the, the alien things come from outer yeah, space. Yeah, the Chitari. And... Loki, Loki comes in. So, like, if you've never seen the movies before, Thor is kind of important because you get to meet Loki. But the Avengers are the Avengers. Obviously, I'm watching. I would watch that one. I haven't seen that one in forever, actually, now that I think about it. This one's a tough one for me. Because I feel as if I could also rest a little. But this is maybe where I'd like I'd feel a little hungry. Maybe go get some food. Because I know what's coming. So Iron Man 3. Okay, like hold on. A... We, we also don't know what time this would be either. So yeah, it but starts like, at like 5 su- p.m. Right? You know so, your body though, right? No, like, I know. But that also depends on like... Okay, no. We... During the Star Wars Marathon, you're like, oh... It's 4 a.m. I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat uh, more popcorn or yeah, a hot dog. Yeah. So it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? 
I'm just not going to eat anything until I can leave and go to get some food outside. Oh, yeah, because there was, like, a few longer breaks, right? Uh, I think they had, yeah, there was, like, two where it was, like, a half hour. And everybody's rushing to, like, McDonald's. Yeah. Were you allowed to bring your own food in? Um, so, officially, no. But they didn't stop it. <laughs> but we were also weren't supposed to refill our drinks. But I think nobody actually cares because they probably figure if you are crazy enough to sit in a movie theater for eight movies straight. You're going to drink a lot of Coke. <laughs> yeah. And so, the, the cost of Coke is like two cents a cup. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you, you, we had to buy the the first drink. So... There's $20 right there. <laughs> yeah, and, like, of course, like, I went to, like, an all-nighter thing, a while, like, a long time ago, and they gave you unlimited popcorn and unlimited drinks, but all the food cost extra. So if you bought, like, the pass to get the unlimited popcorn and the unlimited drinks, it was, like, $30. And you got that for all night. And it was water, juice, and pop. It was anything on the fountain or bottles of water. That's great. Yeah, and unlimited popcorn. Like, popcorn, eventually, if you're, you eat enough, you're just going to shit through the eye of a needle. But that's why there's pizza, nachos, and chicken, and burgers, and all this stuff. because All that healthy food. Hey, I've had a... a actually, was it with you when I had the burger? At, um, uh, yes. Yeah, so. that was a pretty good burger. Yeah. It, it was uh, fairly decent. So, the next one's Iron Man 3. How are you feeling about Iron Man 3? I would watch that, because it's freaking iron man yeah iron man 3 was a good movie there's and like a, think, a middle part which kind of sucks yeah i think if i watch iron man enough disney will will notice and then they'll just make iron man 4 for me that's fair so yeah i'm gonna put us both a watch and then the next one is thor the dark world yeah nope <laughs> i will see you later i don't even care have you that... seen that whole movie yeah it's awful okay so i started watching it uh, I think it was on Netflix a few years ago. I'm like, okay, well, I haven't watched this one. I might as well watch it. I got not even 20 minutes in, and I'm just like, nope. See, like, you discover after Thor, like, what he's referring to with the, the like, everlasting tree and, like, the Aether. But, like, you're also like, all right, so is this another Infinity Stone? Okay, we find out at the very end of the movie. Great. Thank you, I guess. And then they weirdly kill off like Thor's mom and Loki's in prison. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? It's a terrible movie. Skip it. Sleep through it. Because yeah. the next one is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, I would sleep through that one, too. You would. I, I, I like the Winter Soldier. Through, I would sleep through like half of that, like the first half. Yeah, before it gets interesting. I'd yeah. agree because the next two are Guardians 1 and 2. I would watch those because See, they were I would watch Guardians 1 and sleep through Guardians 2. Really? Yeah. I I I think they would be a good mix up from the more serious tone of the previous 30 movies that you just watched, right? So would you say watch watch then? So yeah, you're going I, on I a little watch, streak. Yeah, I would watch watch. Maybe I would like nap here and there between the two of them. Like yeah, take maybe. a little 15 minute like quick cat naps 
but for the most like, part, I think I would eyes, pay yeah. attention. Yeah, I would, I would pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, I think the thing with Guardians is because they kind of came out, like they they came out four years apart, but they're very similar in film. Like it's mm-hmm. the first one is like Quill trying to like figure himself out, and then the second one they're like he's like trying to refigure himself out because he now has a dad and he has like complex daddy issues. Yeah. I mean, I, I just rewatched Guardians maybe 2 your the father, other day. But he ain't your daddy or something like that. He right? ain't your daddy, boy. Um, I mean, they're good movies. Nothing against Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana and the rest of the cast. It's just they're novelty movies a little bit, too. They're off the pace. Yeah, they kind of came out of left field. Yeah, like for, for a movie. Yeah, for a, uh, what was it? For a franchise that had seven comic books before it came out, and now it's like a lot of it has to do with the the director behind it too. Like people really yeah. stand behind James Gunn. Um, Avengers: Age of Ultron is another one, which kind of gives me like a little bit of both. Like I I love how it sets the stage for Civil War and uh, in a you keep fucking up the world kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, Age of Ultron also kind of like reveals a lot of the weaknesses that the Avengers have. You also have the whole first time you ever hear the word Endgame in a meaningful sentence. So, or... Oh, yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, so, like, I mean, it's all part of the grand plan. I love the Avengers movies. I love the team-up movies, so I'm down to watch this one. And anything with Iron Man in it, I'll watch. Exactly. So, you, <laughs> so you're on a watch. Yeah, I'd watch um, that. The next one is Ant-Man. Now, I will admit, Ant-Man was the only one out of this entire group that I didn't see in theaters. Really? Yeah. I saw Ant-Man in theaters. Um, I can't I remember at the concept wh- of Ant-Man when it first when the first trailers went out. I don't recall why I didn't get to see it in theaters. It just it never came to fruition. So, I saw it after the fact. And I still saw it before Civil War came out. Which was fine. I just I saw it after the fact. It it didn't really have my attention. Paul Rudd did an amazing job as Ant Man. Yes. However, with some of the movies coming up, I would probably this would be kind of one where I would like leave in the like leave in the middle kind of to go to the washroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe grab some food. I don't think I would nap for a while just because I probably had a power nap through Guardians one and two or probably the bridge of Guardians one and two. Um. So I, I would say I would watch, but I wouldn't be fully paying attention. I said I know you're saying watch as well. I I would. I think I would watch the first one, but then kind of nap through the second one. As See, much I mean, as the I wasp, I think, was one, very important to what's coming, and I'll, yeah. I'll go into that in a second. I like I enjoyed it, and but I had one. I had I've seen Ant Man the Wasp actually just recently again so that's like something that's okay fresh in my mind uh but then i also wasn't a big fan of the kind of villain in that one so oh yellow jacket yeah yeah it just wasn't really uh a not for david yeah um next up is civil war of course iron man's in it i'm gonna watch it and this is like Civil War and I have a very love-hate relationship because if Civil War followed the comics, Endgame would be a completely different film. That's all I'm going to say. I would watch it, though. 
Yeah, I'll watch that. Because it's got an Iron Man in it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Iron Man doesn't... Iron Man kind of beat Captain America's ass a little bit. And then at the very end, Captain America's like, I could kill you, and I'm not going to. Yeah, because I'm a little bitch. And, and I, I love, love Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I would watch that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Here comes uh, my my next nap strain or section. Doctor Strange, although is very important. Doctor Strange to me was like it was good, but every time I've sat down to watch Doctor Strange, I've either paused it halfway through, and like have come back to it. I've fallen asleep in it. It just it doesn't follow the same mm-hmm. pace for me. It just seems like a filler movie. Yeah. Like they only made it to have the character in there so that they can have the character with some sort of history in It's too origin story for mm. me. It, and I, this is coming from somebody movie. who loves Spider Man movies. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that movie once and I have had no desire to rewatch it since. If that's fair. That's any indication of whether or not I would watch this during the marathon. The answer is I would probably nap through it. The the next one that um is coming up is also black panther black panther is such a like we sound racist if we both hate it we sound like it's just i wasn't a huge fan of black panther like i liked i liked parts of the movie i thought the fight sequences were great i thought the culture behind the film was great I also thought they were really trying to set up for the reboot of the Marvel franchises after Endgame. I don't think they needed as thick of accents for Wakanda. Like the mm-hmm. actors are pouring it on pretty hard, right? Mm-hmm. There, there was things that I liked about the movie. There was things I hated about the movie. Um, also, Black Panther to me was a disappointment because everybody thought when Black Panther was released, you would find out where the Soul Stone was. And that wasn't in the film, and that really upset a lot of people. And the final battle at the end is just pretty much a a less intense version of the final battle at the end of Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, not only that, he was just, like, Eric Killmonger is literally just his childhood rival. He didn't, like, and he was fighting without, oh, I guess they both had super suits at the time, but, mm-hmm. like, they didn't need him. Um, I would say that it's going to be kind of one that doesn't have me because I, I'm I'm resting through Black Panther and Doctor Strange because Thor Ragnarok was good. Yes, agreed. I would I would probably sleep through uh, Thor Black or Black Panther. So you're on Doctor two sleeps Strange. in a. Yep, the, we're yeah. in the same. I would watch Thor Ragnarok. I wouldn't yeah. be like super. Like, I don't think it's super canon. Like, you don't really need it until the very end when Thanos yeah. starts getting involved. But now, Thor Ragnarok is the closest to a Hulk movie that we've gotten since... Pl- Planet Hulk, Hulk movie is what... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I would I would like a standalone Hulk movie. So Almost as much as I would like Iron Man 4. Yeah. Um, the order I'm looking at on those, this list doesn't really do it for me because it says ant-man and the wasp first and then avengers infinity war um i would say avengers infinity war and then ant-man and the wasp solely because the end scene credits do show the snap and ant-man and the wasp or like the wasp janet van dyne and um 
Hope Van Dyne, they all disappear. Um, Infinity War, I'm obviously watching. <laughs> Thousand percent. That movie was trash. Really? You thought so? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Infinity War, <laughs> yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm, I'm sleeping through the first half. Could you, like, I don't think anyone could really sleep through uh, Avengers Infinity War. I've napped because, through it, but because, like that's just because I turn it on in the background. Right, but if you're watching it to watch the second part of it, like Avengers Endgame, you're definitely going to watch it because the second movie, like Endgame is just going to be part two of that movie. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they would do that, go Avengers Infinity War and then Endgame. That would make total sense. And if that's the case, then I would sleep through entire Ant-Man and the Wasp and then just get ready for five hours of awesome. Yes. So Wait, that's that where I, they... Yeah, they, they have it listed as Ant-Man, the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, and then Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, I, but, would, I would do the same. But, like, both Ant-Man and the Wasp and Avengers Infinity War happen at the same time, so it's... It's tough. Well, they could split the the screen in half and play both of those movies at the same time just to satisfy your demand of yeah, just my chronologi- demand nobody's else. chronologically correct. Or they don't play the end credit scene from Ant-Man and the Wasp and they play it while the snap is happening and just that part and nothing else. Can you imagine they do like a special recut of... If Infinity Wars, Avengers, Avengers, just Infinity that part War, and nothing just else. Just for that part, I can, I can dig it. It'd be interesting to see if someone like could cut the any of the uh, like the end scene credits into the other like parts of other movies where they would technically make sense. Not um, that they would. But... Well, a lot of the end scene credits do do that though. Like the one from Civil or before Civil War happens in Civil War, so that stuff does sure. happen. So, um, I, I do want. Sorry, go ahead. Fin- the final question, though, the final movie: Would you watch or sleep through uh, Avengers Endgame? I would have a Red Bull in my one hand and a bag of candy in the other. I would go sugar high until it was over. You would have to like have a constant stream of sugar why don't you just like do a do some poppers like soda poppers i mean oh yeah yeah (laughs) just just go to town like there's nothing else going. just do it like an iv drip of caffeine and and that's the thing after like so watching episode like the last jedi was that was kind of tough because, you know, we we'd spent almost, well, twenty three hours or twenty twenty one hours in the theater already. So you're tired, but you're super excited for this. So it's like, that's going to be hard for people, I think, to really focus and watch, Endgame after watching all of those other ones. But for the people who do it, oh, it'll be so so worth it. You'll be so proud of yourselves afterwards. Your parents might not be, but <laughs> your parents <laughs> will just be disgusted by you. Yeah. I don't disagree either. Yeah. Um, I do want to thank everyone for listening tonight um, or today or whenever you are listening to it. We're not time biased here. Next Thursday, maybe. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we uh, we will be back with a, a new episode next week. And keep in mind that two weeks from now, Avengers in, or, uh, Endgame does come out and we will have a full um, 
episode just for that movie. Our thoughts, what we think. We're going to go over the trailers again. Um, we should have Ty. We might have Nick. We, of course, have David and myself. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. David's excited. We're all excited. If you like what we're doing, listen to us on iTunes, on Google Play. Soon we'll be on Spotify, of course. Oh, really? Yeah. This is news to me. And check us out on YouTube and follow us on Instagram. For myself and David, this is the Scene on Screens podcast. Take it easy. Peace out.